Happy New Year. On today's show, super organized serial entrepreneur Mark Levine joins us and shows us how he organizes his portfolio, how he tracks his sales, and how you can too in just a few minutes. Keep your New Year's resolution to be an organized investor. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe, and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Happy New Year, Sherpa Network. I'm Tess Diaz, executive producer of Domain Sherpa, and joining us today is super organized domain investor, Mark Levine. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I've, ne I've never been described like that in my whole life. <laughs> well, now you have been. It's, it's, a, it's a new year time for firsts, right? Yeah, no, it's a new thing for me to be this organized, but it is a plus. Uh, well, you're really good at it, and I think that it would be a plus for um, every domain investor, and I think especially coming from you, this is not your full-time job. How many hours a week do you even spend? I mean, domain investing is a side gig for you. You have yeah. a regular job, kind of. I mean, kind of, I don't know yes. if that's the right word, but... Um, you know, I was thinking about that in putting all this together because as I was looking at, you know, what was I making? What was I spending? You really have to calculate how much time you spend. And it's hard for me because I love doing it so much that it doesn't, I don't feel like I'm working. You know, I can't wait to get up in the morning and see like what has dropped and, you know, what I'm going to start buying while I have coffee. Um, <laughs> So, it's, it's a hobby and a passion. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think many of our viewers, it's the same. And maybe they hope to be able to quit their full-time job sometime, and maybe they don't. Um, but that's why I'm really delighted, Mark, to have you here to show us, as you do this on the side, how it works for you. But if you had to guess, how many hours do you think you spend? Oh, I think it totally varies. I mean, I think sometimes it could be 10 hours a week. Sometimes it could be 20. Okay. And when I sell names, I get way more into it. You know, if I'm, if I'm on a streak where I haven't sold anything for a month, I'm not, I get less into it, but then all of a sudden a sale comes in and then I'm, you know, right back at it. So it, it ebbs and flows, but I try to do it every day. I, I'm sure I do some level of domaining almost every day. Nice. I mean, that's just as much as any other hobby, golf or watching football. Um, yeah. You know, could be the same thing. So fair enough. So um, you have been tracking. You, did you? I noticed you have this great spreadsheet um, that I want to show the Sherpa Network in a minute here. But you've been tracking your purchases since 2012. Is that right? No, no. Okay. Oh, I've been tracking my purchases, but I haven't been tracking any sales. So my tracking of sales only goes back to last year. Okay. So the thing that I sent you is only really this year and last year. I don't have anything back from that. All right, that's okay. And even that is great because most people watching, they're already domain investors, right? Um, but you can start fresh, you can start now, and that's what you did. Um, so good for you. Um, so let's, let's take a look here walk us through how you track things. And then I want to talk about, you've had a fantastic year. The best year ever in domaining was 2018 for you. Um, so we'll talk about that too. Um, for now, I'm going to share my screen and hope that the Sherpa network can see it easily. Um, so this is your super fabulous, uh, spreadsheet. Um, so yes, this is part of it. I use Google Sheets to make this, and it's I really use Google Sheets um, because you know I can get to it from any device. It's I don't have to worry about saving different versions, and you know it does all that. So that's why I use that. So this is part. Um, what we're looking at here is if you looked to the left of that thing, you would see all the domains that I've sold this year. And it's that data that's, it's, that's what's feeding into these columns. Okay. So my purchase price, um, 
the sale price, the net after commission, what the commission is, um, you know, that's all extrapolated out. Okay, and we can see this here. And, um, you know, you are really a rock star because you said, you know, Excel is not your thing, but you still made this happen. So, dear Sherpa Network, no excuses. <laughs> if, if Mark can do this, so can you. Um, so, over to the left, we don't see the column of the actual domains and the exact price sold. But what we do see, because we wanted to make this nice and big for everyone to see the most important stuff, is what is pulled through Excel out of that. So this first column, you have your purchase year, then how many domains you bought that year, and percent of total what? Percent of total oh, domains you currently oh, own? That's not how many domains I bought that year. That's how many domains I bought that year that I sold this year. Okay. Gotcha. And then the percent of the total is of everything I sold this year, like for example, almost 35% of the names I sold this year, I bought last year. Okay, and that's good, good to know, especially if you're trying to plan out for next year, right? Yes. Okay. But I think I probably don't have enough data to make conclusions that, okay, anything that's more than two years old, maybe I don't need to keep anymore because it doesn't sell very well. The problem is I don't know how many names I registered in 2012 that I still have in my portfolio. I'd have to go through and, you know, that's another level of math. Sure. So yeah. it's, you know, these are only 50 names or 49 names. So I think there's some illustrative information here. I, I wouldn't say that it's, you know, I, I wouldn't bet my entire domain business on everything in here, but it's certainly, you know, I, I certainly see some patterns. Uh, it's not an accident that I bought almost 44% of my names from GoDaddy auctions. I mean, I, th there's a reason that that happens. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this is a 16-column spreadsheet. That is pretty darn simple for you invested 3,400. Uh, well, well here's yeah, your new number. Okay. Yeah. So as of today's filming... You've invested $3,721 in 2018, and your return uh, net after commission, how about we'll look at, is yes. $95,891. So, right. you know, so 16 columns to track, uh, one year's work and six figures of profit seems, seems kind of worth it, <laughs> right? I mean- yeah. That's not, most six-figure businesses have a lot more accounting than this. So, again, dear Sherpa Network, no excuses. <laughs> um, okay, so over on the left here, you like to track the year and the percent to get an idea. You're not quite doing something super mathematical with that, but you're just watching it and seeing maybe at some point that will have some meaning to you. Is well, that a general idea? I, yeah, I mean, as we go farther out, so you know, next year, if this chart holds up, I should be selling a lot that I bought in 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. If this chart plays out, the part that I don't know is, you know, some names that I bought back in 2012, or perhaps even earlier. Um, is it that one in my total portfolio, I don't know offhand how many I have. So if I only have three names from back then, you know, this is an amazing result selling two of them, but that I'm not sure of. Mm -hmm. I do think, and why I started to make this column is, or this where about the year when I purchased is I want to start seeing like, are there some names that I bought back in 2012 or 13 that are just, you know, they're not a thing that somebody would buy today. Yeah, so they might be, it might be time to let go. You want to see and, if there's a pattern. You know, ones that I know for sure. So when I sold my publishing company in 2016, at the time I had about 2,200 names. Okay. I'm now down to a little over 1,300, but I dropped under 1,200. And I had let a lot of names go that were very ebook related. Okay. And, you know, not, that's not to say there aren't any good ebook names around, but something like ebookpdf.com 
you know, at a different time when you had parking and you had, you know, there were other things, a name like that. And if you type that into Estabot, you might see like a decent valuation, but there's not really a market or I don't think there's much of a market for those kind of names. So I had a lot, I used to, one of my divisions was an ebook publishing company. So we owned a lot of those kind of names that just, you know, in 2009 or 2010 were fantastic names, but now it's not, I wouldn't be able to sell them for much. Okay. And that, that's really important. You know, there's a time to kind of cull through your portfolio, cut your losses, move on. Um, and what better time than the beginning of the year and the beginning of, uh, you know, some, some organization. So the next thing that you track is your purchase site. This is also a great uh, cheat list for anyone who's looking for a new purchase site. So I'm going to read them off real quick, especially for our podcast listeners. Um, uh, Backorder Zone, Drop Catch, GoDaddy, Namecheap, Namejet, Park.io, uh, various private places, Snap Names, Unknown, it's okay to have unknown stuff. Don't make that be an excuse to not track anything. And then your last one, uh, Hexonet. So those are the different places that you purchased from and you track. Go ahead. Yeah, there are some outliers here, like back order zone. That I don't even think is a thing anymore. And that was probably one of the names from 2012 or 2013. Mm -hmm. um, name cheap. Both of those were hand registrations. I can tell by the price. Okay. GoDaddy. Most of them were from GoDaddy auctions. Yep. 44% was from GoDaddy. I mean, you can okay. see from... Well, really, you can see from all of these that I am not a big, you know, I just, I just watched the show the other uh, last night's show. So I won't be last night when this is being watched. The, uh, was Drew. it a review? Uh, yeah, it was a review with Drew and Shane and, um, oh my God, my other buddy. Um, God. You know, he's the paramedic with ghost fishing. Oh, on. with Josh. Josh Eisenhower. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Josh. Um, so I am, you know, I'm, if you look at the, at the average, my average name that I sold this year cost me $76. So I'm not a, so you see these name jet numbers. I mean, there are probably people who spend 461 in name jet, you know, because, between the time they wake up in the morning and the time they get a cup of coffee. So I, I'm not, a lot of those name jet auctions of names I like get really pricey quickly. Mm -hmm. So those three there, I mean, you can see that I paid, you know, collectively not, you know, these were only a few hundred dollar purchases. Yeah. So your entire purchase price at Namejet in a year was $461. And Mark, this is why I want you here. You are the average Joe and you are yes. what most of our listeners are doing, um, but you're doing it very successfully. And a key to your success is that you're organized and you're tracking what you're doing so you can learn from it. Um, and I think all of us, you know, plan and hope and dream of being organized. Um, but this is great to see how very, very simple it is. Well, um, I can say a lot of this is really, um, these numbers are the way they are because the, every morning I get from GoDaddy a list of, you know, a bunch of keyword auctions that I'm interested in that come to my mailbox. Um, three times a week, I get a thing from my GoDaddy rep that says, here's a list of all sorts of names that are being auctioned this week. Um, you know, that, and I get the snap name, I get something from snap names like that. Um, same with Namejet. So it's, that's just where my information is coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I used to get expired domains.net used to do something like that also. And so that, you know, I, if that still existed, I would also track that because I want to know where I find these. But uh, these numbers are because 
of just the information that's coming in. I'm not spending a lot of time, like I don't go to Snap Names or Namejet and search for stuff. If stuff comes in my mailbox and it's like, you know, here are auctions today, here are the most popular names, you know, I might get on, join an auction. But you're doing something right because you're picking names carefully that will, obviously, that will garner you such a great, um, uh, you know, ROI at the end of the day. That so, was a surprise to me also. I mean, that was the best part about doing this. And that's the data that is not on this. But yes, my average purchase price is about $76 and my average sale price gross is about $2,400. Wow. I did not know that until I started doing this, but that is a, you know, I'm pretty proud of that number. Yeah. Um, What percent is that? Or are you going to make me do math? Well, it's, it's about 2,500% return. What? Yes. Just this is a 2,500% return from spending 3700 and grossing 116 it's about 2400 2500% return when you add in what i've purchased this year so a lot of that 95 i've spent or not a lot of it but a decent amount i spent back buying names and then of course i have you know 12 1300 names so i'm paying 10 dollars renewal names. Yeah. So when you add that in it brings my ROI for the year to about 250%. Oh, do you need a hug? (laughs) No, yes. No, I, (laughs) you know, I'm not complaining that it's only that. In my old business in book publishing, I mean, like the margins were pennies. So, you know, this is a lot, the margins here are a lot better even with the purchasing. But I've only, like in 2018, I only spent... $20,000 $20,000 on buying new names. Wow. Purchase, that's not a lot. I mean, I, well, it might be a lot in the real world. It's probably not a lot in the world of the people who are on Domain Sherpa other than me. I mean. But I, it's, those, it's, I think, a pretty average amount or maybe even a little high for your average domain investor. But... Um, it came out of these profits. And I think that's the most important part. You know, grow your investment as you grow your profits. Um, Don't just keep buying without having some data, reflecting on it and evolving your, um, your purchase choices and your sale choices each year. So you have, so this section, these four columns are your purchase site, and basically the percent, the numbers of what right. you purchased where, which basically says, boom, GoDaddy's 44%, Snap is, uh, you know, 9%, um, Park.io, 24%, Namejet, uh, 12%. So those are your big places that you're buying. Then right. this is where you sold. You sold okay. in five places. Afternick, FD, GoDaddy, Cedo, and what's BB? Oh, Brand Bucket. Oh, Brand Bucket. All right. So five places you sold. And three of them are pretty, well, okay, two, FD and Brand Bucket are 36 and 33% of where you sold. So that says a lot. Um, after that, um, at Afternick, 18% of your sales were at Afternick. Then uh, 9.5% were at GoDaddy. Right. So I still list at GoDaddy and Afternick separately. So that's why you see it like that. Mm -hmm. So if you combined them, that would be, you know, 27%. So pretty much the same as Brand Bucket and FD. Why do you list those separately? Well, this happens to me a lot. Maybe it doesn't happen to other people. But on Afternick, sometimes names go under review for reasons that I cannot figure out. So unless I log back in, they are kind of like in review status in their platform and not showing. So that's one reason. GoDaddy, I don't have that problem. Okay. The other reason, um, I'm not positive that this is true, but I, I think it is true. I've done a little testing. 
at GoDaddy, sometimes when I buy a name and I look at the GoDaddy appraisal for the name, I'm sort of like, okay, their appraisal is, you know, generous. And so I'm going to take a name. I just bought this. It's $10. I'm not that into the name, but I'm going to price it at GoDaddy significantly below whatever their, you know, if they say, if their appraisal site says it's $1,600 name, I'm going to price it at $1,300. So should anyone show up to GoDaddy and, you know, they think, oh, well, this is not a bad price. Looks like I'm getting a deal. But then at Afternic, I set at a, at a higher price point because I think when you list at GoDaddy and Afternic, the GoDaddy listing trumps the Afternic listing. Now, again, I wouldn't have anyone, uh, this is just from my experience in doing it, and I think that's how it works. I have little notes to go back and check sometimes. So that's why I do that. I mean, I really started listing at both because there was a time when you could not, I'd like to see how many people search the name in auctions. And if, even if there was someone interested, if a thing has two searches a year, it tells me like it's, you know, barely worth keeping. If, if there's no, if no one's even thinking about typing it in, I have to assess its viability. Also, so that's why you see GoDaddy and Afternic. And also, this year was my first full year uh, moving most of my names to FD. So a lot of those names used to be at CEDO. So I, do, I have barely anything parked at CEDO. So I think even these sales through CEDO just might have come randomly through one of their sales partnerships. Uh, the, and, you know, of course, the FD thing has, you know, made a huge different, difference in my bottom line. Yeah, the, clearly. The commissions where you see, of your profits. The commissions associated with FD are not FD commissions. They are um, escrow.com fees. Right. Okay. So we have here your sale price, what percent that is of your total, your net after commission percent of total. I mean, this would take a minute or two to set up in, um, in uh, Excel to just type out a formula to extrapolate all of this. And then, um, and then, you know, the dollar amount of your commission and what percent the commission was. Um, and then at the bottom here is, uh, is, is the real important stuff. You total out how many domains were, were purchased and their price, how many domains were sold and their price and commission price before commission, after commission. I mean, this is just brilliant. Like I said, I mean, this is a couple minutes worth of work in, Excel, but then every day, if you sell a domain, you add it in here, and then you have a different spreadsheet for when you buy a domain? So when I buy a domain, there's, this is on one sheet of the, my Google spreadsheet, mm -hmm. or the Google sheet. The, the first, the front sheet that you don't see has every single name I buy. It has um, where I bought it, when I bought it, what I paid for it. I also have, uh, I have some notes if they're warranted. Sometimes like I've been, I just bought a name that had a, a 130,000 backlinks. So sure. I have it at BOTUS right now to see if there's any parking viability. So I have a note so I know what to do with it. Sometimes now because of the, uh, I don't know, the G, I don't know if it's GPDR, I don't know the, the acronym about the thing in Europe, but now when I list on CEDO, I have to send them a screenshot of anything not parked at CEDO. So that to becomes- the ownership because of know, the privacy now, laws. I've been buying a lot of names at Namecheap. Um, first of all, they have great .io pricing. And there's an app called the Honey app that sometimes it works at Namecheap and I've been getting, I mean, it's a weird thing where they're like, well, I'll pay $32.88 for .io, but you know, that's, if I can, there are some .ios where I'm like, well, if I can get it for 26, you know, with this coupon, it makes me more into it. Like I don't love it that much. So, um, okay, that was a tangent that probably makes no sense. 
No, no, it's uh, interesting. And and let's talk a little about the names that you buy because you do it a little differently. You mostly look at the emails that come into you instead of scrolling through hundreds of domains. Oh, no, let me well, let me say when I get this three times a week list from GoDaddy, there's six, seven thousand names on it. Okay, and you just look in the email format. Then. Yes, I'm just getting those that data sent to me. I'm probably still looking at, you know, between expired domains and anything that comes in. You know, I bet I'm looking through six to ten thousand names a day. Okay, all right. Um, and then as you look through them. How are you making your purchase decisions? Do you have maybe the list from today and we can talk through what you bought, what you didn't buy and why? Well, I have, I do have the list. I'm looking at it right now. I have the list from the last couple. I've not bought anything today because it's too early. Um, but I do have the list from the last week. I mean, I've bought okay. in the last week, I've bought 30 names. Okay. And these are not like, you know, these are not like Drew, Shane, Siger, anyone else you've ever met names. You know, these are, these are all, I, well, some of them, the .ios I'm buying because I've sold 14 so far this year. I have a pretty good feel for what is working there, or at least what's working for me. And so I've been buying some .ios that I normally wouldn't buy, but... I've sold, I think, three or four so far this year, consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel.io. Okay. So that has led me to buy some stuff that I probably wouldn't normally buy. Uh, I also buy a lot of names that have the keyword story, either in the beginning or the end. Some what do you mean a keyword story? Story, S-T-O-R-Y. Oh, you mean that is the keyword. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes, that is the keyword. I was like, is that a new business term that I don't know? <laughs> no. I love those names. They, I've sold a ton of them in the past. A lot of them I started buying when I was in the publishing business. And like, I just bought one that I, I feel like if I submitted this to the Domain Sherpa Show, it would get destroyed in the discussion. But I think we should do that sometime, Mark. Um, Oh, I always think about like, what would I send in? Like I, you know, I have to bring my A game of names. Uh, other times I think that I'll go through all Drew's crappy names that he should get rid of, but won't. And I should submit them sometime. He's yes. not on the show. <laughs> um, so tell me a couple of the story names. Um, I've sold a bunch of them. Okay. Uh, um, I've sold like, I got to let me just see in 2018 if I can tell you what I've okay. just story names that I've sold. Storytone.com, um, jumpstory.com, storysoul.com, storylens.com. Ooh, I like that one. That might yeah, be. Yeah, all the other ones I was kind of like, meh. I, no, no, me too. I mean, some of them I just sold, there was a name. I think it's called Story Fan. No, Story Fit that I sold a couple years ago. And last year I was at the Book Expo America, which is the biggest book trade show in the world. And there was some software company, some book publishing software company using that name. Really? And I walked by and I was like, ah, I think I sold them that name. Like I got on my phone, I looked. Um, so yeah, I, it's not that I necessarily like the word like Story Lens. That, like that's, I don't, that name doesn't resonate with me and like, I'm not in, I'm not super into it personally, but that was a $59 drop and I sold it. No, that wasn't a huge sale price. That was 1200. But the reason that that price was 1200 is I bought it in 2014 and I priced my names a lot differently in 2014. I, I have some domain friends that you know, they should be on these Sherpa shows. I mean, they are ballers among ballers in domaining, but you know, they don't want, they're low key. They don't want anyone to know, but they're good friends of mine. We meet all the time. And they told me how 
they don't they buy a name they don't even think about it for less than two grand for selling like it's not even worth the hassle and the time so i've adopted that going forward so but i don't go back and reprice stuff very often so that was okay. a 1200 dollar name and you know would that person wanted that name would they have paid two grand or 2500 probably you know i do yeah. have a theory you know i think i do try to price names where they're kind of like an impulse buy you know where and I, prior to my publishing business i had a business filing company like where we just file simple legal forms we just fill out the pdfs for you okay and people would incorporate these businesses all the time and i always felt like they were just like they had a great idea one night or they thought they did they were drinking they're like let's incorporate this business you know they're all gung-ho and that's why a lot of i do a lot of my pricing as buy it now because sometimes when you even for a two grand name the person buying that name has probably never spent that kind of money buying a name and it's some and I've had these happen where I think they realize like oh what am I yeah what am I doing I, I can get a dot net for ten dollars like I don't care that much about this so like that's why that price was a little bit lower um, okay. and that's true I mean so there's there's a fine line to balance for the average Joe who's trying to sell a domain is that most domain sales are between five hundred and five thousand dollars that's the sweet spot where you don't need your boss's permission you can do it on impulse maybe it's not gonna affect you know whether it's for your business or your personal maybe it's not really gonna affect your bottom line a whole lot um, but um, but you don't want to be so low in your pricing that it's not worth your time of moving it. And, and maybe that's something that's built year over year, because if it's my very first year domain investing, then I can't really expect that I'm going to be able to every name I pick up, flip it for, you know, uh, 250% ROI. Um, maybe in the beginning, it's more of you know sixty nine dollars at Namejet or two hundred dollars. But now that you've been doing this, um, how many years, Mark? At least six. More. Oh, I've been doing this for a long time. I mean, I only like ever met anybody. I didn't even know domaining was an industry until two thousand ten when I bought Fiction.com, and I went to the SES show in San Francisco, and Cedo had a booth. And I went up and I was like, oh, I just bought this name, fiction.com. But everyone there knew that I bought it because, you know, Ron Jackson's newsletter, you know, it's a, it was a huge purchase. So and you were an end user. Yeah. And I was an end user who, you know, had enough money to buy fiction.com. So everyone, you know, thought, oh, this yeah. sucker will probably buy some other names. So that's how I, but I've been doing it you know, since the early 2000s, but not as a domain investor per se. I was buying them for the companies that I had. Yeah. And it just sort of, this is just an outgrowth of that. And I'd say since I bought fiction.com, I really became more into the domain investing aspect of it. So, you know, probably eight years. And Yeah. Okay. So at the eight-year level, and you have these secret baller friends who are, you know, bigger. No, I hope they don't watch. They'll probably be like, I think we can be identified now from this, what you've said. So. <laughs> well, I'm going to find you and get you on this show. <laughs> um, but um, then, so, so you have some access is what I'm saying. You've been doing this eight years. Um, you... Um, have a lot of friends in the industry who are really talking about, um, you know, who are able to educate you is what I want to say, you know, and I'm sure you're educating them too. But um, that is when you get to the level where you can say, I'm not selling anything under $2,000. Um, oh, Joe sure. Schmo, who's never made a profit yet, should not be probably making that same decision, right? Well, I think, I mean, I used to give the same advice that I would give someone who was starting domaining to someone who wanted to publish a book. You can only spend what you can afford to not see again. Hmm. I mean, you know, these are assets that can be worth a lot of money, but they're also very illiquid assets. 
Now, I think I could go and send my portfolio to somebody and make, you know, I not a huge amount, but I could flip the whole thing because, I mean, there's good names in there, but I couldn't get whatever their Estabot value or their GoDaddy appraisal is. And I just think in, in a real, you know, depending on someone's financial situation, just because I was able to take that 3700 over time and sell it and buy and do this, it's not, it's well, one, I had money to risk and obviously I have renewal fees and I'm buying other stuff. And so the risk isn't really 3,700. The risk this year was, you know, probably with those names in there, $36,000. By the time I have the renewals and what I bought and. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. And, um, you know, it kind of jolted me for a minute when you said they're pretty illiquid because I'm like, gee, I talked to Drew Rosner all day, every day. And all I hear is liquid, liquid, liquid. And a name like, you know, jump.com. Oh, sure. But a name like story jump is not so liquid. So that's a good differentiation. Um, um, especially for newer investors. That's, that's a really good one. Um, so let's, let's talk about some IOs. We're going to air this uh, first week of January, and then we're going to have you and um, Mike Carson on um, for the panel that, and air that the next week. So that guy sent me a holiday gift. I've sent a lot of money to that. A lot of $99 increments to his company. <laughs> Um, sure. Let's talk about IOs. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I, they're, they're obviously a thing and at some point they may not be a thing, but, uh, they are right now. I've bought the most I've ever owned. I've bought this year, but that's really on the success of, I mean, I sold 14 dot IOs this year for some great prices. I mean, so, that's more than one a month. Um, and especially yes. looking at your volume, I mean, that's fantastic um, and, for a side hobby. And I mean, two of the most recent IO sales, I, I only had, I had one for a month. I had two for less than two months. Really? And, wh- and were they expired when you bought them or how did you buy them? Um, they were, I'll show, tell you, hang on a minute. They were, um, okay, so here's one I just bought. And this was the one I, it was on expired domains. I saw it. Um, they have a thing on there you can click and do back orders, like right on, right through there. You can right on, par- on park.io. Well, this was not park.io. I, I back ordered it at park.io and Hexanet because that they're connected to expireddomains.net. If you click on the name to do the back order, so. I was just like, it's, I, this is the only name I've ever caught using Hexanet. You know, it's, okay. Well, are you going to share the name with us? Yes. It's favor, F-A-V-R dot I-O. So oh, it's a hack of the wow. word favor dot I-O. Okay. So I, I think that it's, you know, obviously if that's a dot com, that's an unbelievably valuable name. But as a dot I-O, unless, I, I, I should say this about dot I-O's. Drew says something all the time, and I totally agree with him. It's like, why would you buy the .io when you really need want to buy the .com? And uh, my theory is, okay, I, I don't care. I, I'm happy to sell you the .io for three or four or two grand. And then what you do, because I don't own that .com, so when you get bigger and you can buy the .com, it's, you know, I still sold you the .io. Yeah, and it depends on who you're talking to. You know, the people who contact media options are typically, you know, startups who have the money but are afraid to allocate or don't understand the value that it would provide um, for their company to allocate that that um, portion of their startup money to a domain. Um, and the people that you're talking to are probably just starting out and they haven't, you know, gone in for funding yet. Now, F-A-V-R, I Googled oh, it. That one's interesting. That is- it seems like a big word in investment, fixed and variable rate allowance. Um, um, did okay. you know that when you bought it I, or I you just were like, mind. hey, four letter? I did not know that. Okay. Um, I may have done a search and... You know, I look for different things. Like if I'm going to buy even a name like this, I want to see how many other extensions are registered. 
Okay. If people are using those other extensions. Hang so, on. Do you only look that up when you're buying a .io or do you look that up when you're buying a .com? Um, even with .com, uh, not as much because depending on what I'm paying for a .com, if I'm paying, you know, for me, if I'm in the 500 plus range for a .com, I'm doing significantly more research than I am for $10. Okay. Um, but for .ios, it's, you know, you have, I, I don't want to, you know, basically believe all my own bullshit on .ios and just be like, I'm amazing at this, so I'm going to just start getting whatever. I, because that's dangerous. And just actually the other night I had a few, a few drinks and I was like, you know, it's the worst time to ever be domaining. And then I was like, well, I think I'm going to buy this dot coach name. And then I was like, nope, stop. <laughs> did you buy it? it did you stop it is a good, it is a, No, it is a good name. I bought publicity.coach. So it's, you know, it was $6 and 88 cents at Namecheap. So I'm not, it's not going to kill me if it doesn't work. Um, but for .ios, I start, I'm buying enough where I have to feel, I need to see that it's in a lot of extensions or that even if there's a lot of people using part of that, like part of that word as a, as another .com, if there's a bunch of like, you know, favorinvestments.com, favor this, favor that. Then I'm like, okay, that, that, those four letters have enough appeal where someone might do the IO. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the IOs I have sold have ended up being real sites. You know, where they're, in this case, this site, this company had already, this site was ready to go. The only thing they had to do was buy the .io from me. Okay. And um, it was, you know, a strange negotiation. The guy, of course, used a fake email address, but then used his real phone number in the <laughs> F form. So I was able to figure out that he had just um, spent a lot of money uh, setting up this or buying some assets of this old investment firm and they brought it. It's now back to being a public company and like a pink sheet thing. But you know, the, there was money. So I didn't want to call him out and be like, I know who you are because he was, he was really an irritating person. I have to say where, you know, he sent me this thing. He said, well, I'd like to buy favor.io and I'm going to offer you $1,200. And I just wrote back and said, you know, it's thank you, but that's, I've sold, you know, by that, at that point, 13 of them this year, I have a really good handle on what, my pricing is and I'm, I have no interest. And then he wrote back, well, I have all these other names I could buy and you know, this is not any better than some of them. So then I, I took some of my .io sales and said, well, here's other names I've sold this year and the amounts I sold them for. And in fact, you know, FAVR is better than some of these. And then he wrote back and was like, no, those are significantly better. And you actually could have made more selling them. So then, <laughs> so then I was like, look, I'm, so then I just ignored. Like, I have a four letter dot IO for you. Yes. It starts with an F. <laughs> um, oh, not favor. And so I, <laughs> I was just like, uh, no, I actually called, uh, I think I might've called Kevin Fink and I was like, oh, what should I do? Because this guy, like I've only had this name for a month or two yeah. months you know, since the end of July. So, and I only had it listed at 2,800. And I was just like, this guy is so irritating. And he's so like condescending and treating me like I'm a child. So then I just stopped responding. I was just like, you know what? I do not even care if I sell the name. Yeah. So then I kept getting emails from him like, you haven't responded. Why aren't you responding to me? And so then I finally, we went back and forth and, um, what, wait, what do you mean? So you weren't responding and then so all of a sudden respond, and then he wrote me and then I said, no, the price is, I'd already lowered it to 2,400. And then I was just like, no, that's the price. I'm not changing. He's like, well, I'm already getting buyer's remorse offering you this. And I was, and I just wrote back and said, okay, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, you should, what I always do to people is. 
find that name, but with a other extension. So then I'm like, oh, here, you can buy the .NET. Now, in this case, the .NET's not available, but I'm like, you know, this could meet your budget. It's $9. You should do it. <laughs> so finally, the guy buys a name, and we settle on I was at 2400 and I got him to 2250 And then, you know, he would pay all the escrow costs. And uh, it, was, it was a, you know, again, it's not a huge sale. It's a, certainly a good .io sale. It's an amazing .io sale for something I had for two months. Yeah. $59. And, you know, I do think with these .IOs, you can't, I have some, I have some names that I would wait out. Like if, I, this one is good, but it's not a, an amazing .IO. Mm -hmm. um, but I thought it was a good sale for me. And I, I also try to look at these things and be a realist. Like I had $59 that I spent on July 25th. I sold this. Uh, you know, sometime in the beginning of middle of October, maybe. So I don't know if this, if someone's coming around before I have to renew it or. Sure. So, you know, again, for that one, that, that was a no brainer. That's right. Yeah. That's really interesting. One, Tell us another one. Yeah. The best.io was I bought B-A-Y-A.io. Okay. So, like, so a CV, CV. And I bought it. So again, the reason I bought it was I, it was taken in a lot, ton of extensions. And for .IOs, I actually, I want to see if it's taken in other country codes and if they're using it. Mm -hmm. And I also like to see if it's taken in some of the new Gs mm -hmm. and if it's not taken by the same person. And that is really more because, because if people are registering that, you know, to the left of the dot in all these random G's that tells me like there has to be some interest in that name. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like I your jump story or was it story jump? What was that? Yeah, Jump story. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was a dot. Well, actually that's yeah. a dot com. Yeah. But, but the company who bought it was jumpstory.dk. Oh, I, you know, did not even know that. That's interesting. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, I, what's I do the worst to, name that you sold? Like the one that I can't believe anyone paid for. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll tell you right now. Um, hang on a minute. The worst that I sold is probably. Um, okay, the worst is. I would say storychain.io. Whoa. I, yeah, I would not recommend anyone buy no. story keyword or keyword story.io. I would only do that.com. Why did you buy that in the first place? Well, okay. So obviously words that end in chain do well. Um, you do have to be careful in buying the .io because if, and what I do, and I think most a lot of people do this, is we project who we think a possible end user could be. Like in our head, I try to envision who would buy something. Yeah. Not much with something like buy.io. I mean, that could be any anything. But with StoryChain, I feel that it's probably some kind of a blockchain company. And... Um, the .com was taken. The storychain.com is a great name. You know, I would buy that. I love that name. But I bought the .io just because I had sold a couple chain names recently, and I do love story. And it was also one of those nights where I just like went off in a rabbit hole. And so I wasn't. I bought it in August of. 2017 and I was for sure it was for sure not going to get renewed and I sold it right before the renewal to this guy who had been contacting me with with no money and his was he used storychain.io but with a y and with an i instead of a y so an even worse name oh and, I didn't think it could get worse 
No, no. I mean, I didn't either. And so I, that name is nothing to, nothing to brag about. I sold it for $500 because okay, it was I disagree. I think this is okay. Maybe it's nothing to brag about, but it's a great case study that first of all, you bought one, you did not buy 49 story something dot IOs and you weren't going to renew it. And so everyone in the Sherpa network, I hope those are the parts that they're hearing over he bought and sold this crappy name, um, right? That it's okay to take a risk. You'd seen a lot of success in your story names. You saw a lot of success in your chain names. You saw a lot of success in your IO, but you combined it once or do you have like five of these or something? Um, like of this kind, no, this, okay. this is a purchase from 2017. My IO buying has changed. Yep. I was still in a kind of an experimental .io mm -hmm. stage. I bought some IOs when they first came out. So I had some really good ones and then I started selling them, the, the good ones. So I kind of got in this yeah. pattern where I was like, I'm going to try some .ios, but Back then, it was different than what I buy now in .io. I would never buy that name. Yeah. The only way I would buy that name would be if there were a ton of extensions taken and they were all used differently. Yeah, that's really buying. good to hear. And on top of that, you did not stick with your $2,000 rule either for a name at that level. Like, um, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, on, and I think that is a really big lesson um, for the Sherpa community, take a risk, do something different, but not 500 times with the same thing with it that yeah. hasn't been proven, you know? So that's, that's super cool. Mark, I think that, um, this is really going to help the Sherpa network start out 2019 on, um, on a great realistic, pragmatic level and to um uh, uh to for for each of us to follow through which we already know every domainer's new year's resolution is to be organized and track their stuff so mm. <laughs> um thank you this was a really really awesome i'm um i'm looking forward to seeing you at namescon oh yeah me too um yeah and uh um let's say goodbye to the sherpa network and then i want to talk to you more all right <laughs> okay, thanks for coming, Mark. See you next time. Bye. Bye.